The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the truth It's a dangerous Sorry. love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me Sorry. now Only thing that's on my mind Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Formulas for Sports and Sometimes Rich Show. We are live. Our 10 o'clock show is live at 10.02. You want to call in and join the show? We got a lot to talk about. The number is uh, 888-346-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9144-446-9
Yeah. Our show. Oh, <laughs> we got, but we gonna make it good though. But I do want to talk about the combines. I made a um, I made a comment on my uh on, on our um, uh, fan page, man. And yeah, I, no. I and I want to. No, you don't. No, you don't. Cause I you, did. I looked at it. You you, I, you looked at I it. I had a final do, man. Man, I, I don't want to hear all that. I you, wasn't able to. I, this you know what? I'm turning this show from ten o'clock in the morning to ten o'clock at night because I, I can cuss you out right now, boy. I know you. I know you're mad at me right now. I ain't mad at you because you're a grown man. I don't get mad at grown men. First of all, second of all. Look, all right, next just, topic, man. Yeah, that wasn't a topic, really. I just wanted to get that out there. Look, on the Kwame <laughs> of Sports and Sometimes Rich fan page, I made a, I made a, uh, well, I did a on little blog. Yeah, on, on Facebook. I did um, a little blogging. I want to know how important is the NFL Combines, man. Oh, a, a lot of reasons why I say this because you watch these athletes, these potential or prospective athletes all year long. You know what they can do on the field. Then you bring them all together. There's a lot of reasons. I'm not saying I'm not a fan. I'm not saying I am a fan. Well, actually, if you, I'm really not a fan of the combines because it's all political. But anyway, how important is it? And I want to get your perspective on it. But you bring oh. these guys in. Hold up, son. Hold on, boy. You bring these guys in a, a all across the country, put them in one spot, and you test their abilities. But you've been watching them all year. Okay, when you're done testing their abilities and, and their agility, speed, quickness, when you get them running through this, uh, these different um, skills, okay, you send them home. You send them back to their uh, universities, their colleges. Then you go do it again. So why not just w- go to different colleges? Why not do your job, watch game film? You have pro scouts to watch these guys. These pro scouts go to these universities and watch these games to see who's who, who's doing what, who's doing what in which game, and which big game. How does this guy respond to a win, to a loss for the next game? How does he show up to practice? Not only do they watch the game, they go to the practices and watch this guy. How well does the guy practice? Will he fit in in our system? And a lot of times they get it wrong. And a lot of times they go get a guy who's outstanding at what he does in college, bring him to the pro game and change his whole thing up. And that's why we, I think, I, I think I would be safe to say that's why we have a lot of busts. Like, I'm not saying Tim, Tim Tebow would be a bust, but this guy is a, probably one of the best, not one of them, not probably, he is one of the best college athletes that ever played the game of college. Uh, yeah. But now they're trying to make this guy a first, second rounder. I don't see Tim Tebow as a first, second rounder. My, my, my initial question is, how important is this combine when you're going to do all the work there? You watch them all the way up to their soft, from their sophomore year, most of these guys from their sophomore year, because some come out as a junior, but you watch these guys from that point, you watch film, you go to practice, then you uh, have a combine. You get them all in one spot. Ability, speed, quickness, agility, all those things, strength, uh, mental, uh, chest their physical, physicalness, um, and, then you t- and then you do it all again next week at their – at their university or at their college, and in your well, opinion, I, and in your opinion, all right, how I can, how, say, I can speak now? Yeah, because I'm done. Sucker. Okay, finish. Go ahead, I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> all right, you know my my opinion is, you know, I've, I've I've been blessed enough to meet athletes like you're one of my very good friends, and, and you didn't get drafted. Excuse me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And you didn't get drafted, but yeah, you won the National Football League, and you put up numbers, and you did what you were supposed to do day in and day out. Um, I honestly think I agree with you that. I think that the NFL draft is is um, overrated. It's more of a it's for the the it's for the not corporate. It's a corporate deal. You know, you have all these corporations putting their name on certain things. Like this year is all Under Armour. Under Armour is everything this year. Let me uh, NFL draft. Can I put an insert right there? Marte Jenkins has something going on real nice about changing the Under Armour off to different high school. We'll get into that later. I'm sorry. Go. 
And um, these um, so these these kids go in there. They put all these numbers up because it's a big thing. ESPN broadcasted for like the last four or five years. They've been broadcasting the this. You know, they're doing all this, and it's a media type thing. It's it's nothing advantageous. These guys don't do it like you said. Do it here in this three to four day time span, and then go back to their school, prospective school, and do the exact same thing. As a arena coach, special arena coach, signing guys. I don't look at. I, I you bring guys in because they pay that thirty five to sixty five dollar fee to work out for you. They pay it. That's a kitty for your for your team. All you really want to do is see game film. You very seldom do you sign guys in the arena leagues out of a camp. In the NFL, these guys are they're lobbying for first round, second round, third round I mean, positions, and the media gives the media something to say, something to feed to you as a not just you, but as a consumer, as a fan. Um, it gives you something to feed to them and as a college fan also. So, you know, again, my thought process is it's a waste of time, especially if they're going back in, you know, the next four weeks before the draft, right. every college is going to have a pro day. I agree. And uh, even Pac-Man's having his own pro day. Adam Jones. Pac-Man's having his own pro day. Yes, there you go. But, no, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I agree with you on that. Um What's the purpose? It's to generate money, and you gotta you gotta think about it. You, if you if you trace the dollars down, you go back. It's the NFL. The NFL does everything to generate money by exploiting uh, their product, and I think their product right now is are these kids. It, it's TV. First of all, it's shown on TV. It's um getting these guys. I know, I know. There's a um a, a high amount of uh, athletes that's not getting watched, but you still going to the school and, and finding these guys. So I, I think if the NFL is involved with it, it's only to generate the money. Well, that does that though, Kwame. Also, is it's you know to, it's it's all. It's, it's nothing wrong with generating money as, at no, all. Let me not. let me clear clarify that. There's nothing wrong with gener, generating money. You, it, why have a business if you're not going to have a profit? Um, but when you're doing it only for the selfish reasons, and uh, and these kids are not getting this money, these kids are, uh, uh, they may be getting an opportunity. But you could say the same thing with them going to college, um, to a certain college, they get an opportunity to play for a school who puts out professional athletes, football, whether it be football, baseball, basketball. That's why you go to that college. A lot of the times, uh, they do have a good academic program, a la Kansas. Well, most of the most of the Division One schools, I, I personally think, I agree. They're, they're competitive, very or very competitive and academic wise. The top twenty-five, top fifty, top thirty NFL I mean, football teams in Division One are pretty much, you know, right. competitive, but very competitive as far as getting in and have high academic standards. No, I agree with you. Like, if, if you go to Cornell, you're not going to get a lot of TV time, but you're going to get a great education. Um, yeah. But but you may be a um, you may be a, a pretty good athlete. A real scout who does his job, a real team that do their due diligence, they put the, uh, all the effort and all the uh, paperwork into a certain athlete, will go to a Cornell. Will go to. It's been a long time. For a long time now, they would they they didn't used to go to um, uh, smaller schools, smaller black colleges like the CIAA, or they would, they would they didn't used to go to those schools and pick those athletes out until those athletes finally got in and start making plays for these teams and found out, okay, well, we got to start doing our research. Now, if I'm a scout and I want some skilled players, I'm going to those schools. If I'm a scout and I want some big alignment, I'm going to Nebraska or somewhere like that. You know, it's it's where you go to get your uh, athletes. If you if you want speed, quickness, you stay. You go to California, Florida, Texas. Uh, I even throw in Virginia just because. But uh, if I want if I want big guys, man, I'm going Midwest. 
and, and that's, right. that's how you. I think that's how I would scout, and I wouldn't do a lot of. And I, I think uh, we can get a scout in here probably on our next show, probably before the draft. Actually, I think I know we can. We'll get a scout in here. I know Ray Ellis, Super Deuce, uh, knows a scout for Pittsburgh, or maybe I can get one from the Cardinals. But we um we won't get a man before the draft because I, I I like to him throw his uh put his opinion on this and weigh in on what we're talking about because we're gonna talk about this for a while up until that point. So um LeBron James, let's move on. Oh, LeBron, we're gonna go LeBron James already it's going from number six from number twenty three to six is uh. Olympic number? His Olympic number. He filed number. for that yesterday or the day before yesterday he filed with, with NBA. I think it was but again, the NBA don't have to grant him that um that change until he goes to another team. He can change his jersey anytime. Kobe did it. Yeah, but the NBA has to grant you the if you're gonna do it within the same team or same season, the NBA has to grant that. Uh huh. Now understand this. The NBA has spent millions of dollars to market this guy. The market 23 with the Cleveland Cavaliers and all the colors, all the team, all the different uniforms. So it's going to cost them money. All right. Well, we're going to come back on the other side of this break, man. Finish up on LeBron, get into some other stuff. Kwame Lassen Sports Sometimes Rich Show. We'll be back in two minutes. See you in two. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Hey, football fans, are you ready for an intelligent discussion about the Buffalo Bills and the National Football League? Are you tired of listening to talk show hosts that have never played football? Instead of answering your questions, they prefer to listen to themselves. And when they don't like what you're saying, they just cut you off. Well, that won't happen on the Jeff Nixon Sports Report. Keep it clean, stay relatively calm and rational, and the discussion will flow well. Join Jeff Nixon Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you ready for a fresh, candid, and entertaining look at sports? It's time for a radio show that doesn't tackle sports like everyone else. Join former NFL player Nick Murphy for Murphy's Law. Hear it directly from your favorite pro and collegiate athletes, coaches, and media personalities as they dissect what's going on in the world of sports. It's sports, entertainment, and fun, and it's all part of Murphy's Law. Tune in Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's Hot Topics. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports hey welcome back to the formula sports sometimes rich show 
We left, we was on the other side talking about LeBron James, but actually we were talking more of uh, NFL combines and, and Coach B. Rich want to talk some more about that. But we'll get into it, but I do want to speak on this LeBron. You say, that you, Coach, you're talking about uh, how much the uh, NBA put so much stock in marketing this guy. So yeah, if they they can't do that uh, with number six? Well, they probably can, but, they're you know, it's, it's all about, you know, the money they've already invested. They probably got hundreds of thousands of number six. 23 jerseys already ready to roll because you know everything goes through the NBA with, with when it comes to the marketing the players and the jerseys and well let me and ask you this like let me ask you this uh, you, you don't think they can make just as much money saying we got the old LeBron 23 that's gonna probably gonna be retired uh, as Cleveland jersey we got the old LeBron 23 like you can say you got the old Kobe eight people people uh, buy if you got an old Kobe eight you got you got a nice jersey isn't that the same thing with LeBron. I mean, LeBron doesn't have the Kobe championships. Uh, uh, that yeah, he's missing four of them. Yeah, he, yeah, he's missing four. But, you know, you can still market uh, 23 as well as you put more stock into that, uh, as well as putting stock into the six, in my opinion. I'm asking you. They can't. Well, they, yeah, they can. I mean, of course they can. If, gonna, if I was a Jersey guy, if I, if I bought a lot of Jersey, I, mean, I did when I was younger. But right now today, yeah. If if there's a twenty three out there, I'm go, I'm gonna get it. I'm not gonna wear it. I'm gonna go put it up. And say this is the LeBron Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers jersey twenty three. I know well, it's one six now, but it becomes a collectible item. Well, one basketball jersey I own. That's a wizard. That's a Bullets Michael Jordan twenty three jersey. That's it. Isn't that the same reason? And that's a, that's what I'm talking about. You bought the again, but I'm you know saying, Jordan from twenty three. Right. I'm not saying that it's it's a bad thing. I, he of course they can make money, but you know. David Stern and NBA, they have this big brother that that everything you want to do as a player has to go through them. Same thing in NBA with oh, no, you know, Paul Tackle who's there in the in, in jail and in Major League Baseball through Bud Seeley. It's if you want to make a change, we're gonna to have to approve it. So this is what's going on and NBA doesn't have to approve it this year. They can wait till the end of the year to approve it. Let me uh read but he's already put the request in. Uh huh. Let me. Oh no, no, I agree. Let me read this. What the Cavaliers said. The Cavaliers star said, um, "I'm sorry, LeBron." Cavaliers star said in November that he was considering giving up the number 23 out of respect for Michael Jordan. I've done it, James told the plane dealer. Um, I already yep. sent it in. I'm going to be number six. Well, I, just, I respect Julius Irving. Julius Irving, one of the best. Yeah. How do you that come? Is true. I, I, you go from. I know that was his. Yeah, uh, maybe it was Julius his. Julius uh, has one. Mike has six. Yeah, Julius. But Mike came out to Julius Irvis, who's who. You see some of the things Mike do that Julius Irvis did. Don't, yeah, it's let me for, my you, baby. for y'all. Uh, yeah, for y'all young guys, don't get it twisted, man. Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan, but he didn't just come up and create these moves. They was he's seen them. He just made them look better. So don't yeah. don't get it twisted now that Michael Jordan. Well, now, I don't I, know. I, now I'm a I don't Michael. Know. I'm going I'm to I'm cut you off right there, Claude. I don't care what they say. Mike did his thing. But when Dr. J came on, this, came on the left side of the goal and he rocking my baby and tomahawked that joint, <laughs> I don't care what Mike has ever done. You cut me that off for that? That's the best I've ever seen in my life. You cut me off of that? that I, no, I, no. I, you, think no. about it. Hey, can you picture that dunk in your head I right can, now? I can, and you're right. And I can also <laughs> picture Jordan. No, no, no. I can picture uh uh, John Starks dunking over Jordan and Pippen. I can also picture that. Well, I that's can picture. Game time. I, that's, that's another game time dunk. I'm I can picture Michael, uh, Michael Jordan dunks came in a dunk contest. Right, and I can picture uh, Michael Jordan dunking over Patrick Ewing. But uh, as far as the jersey go, man, yeah, I know I hear you. But how do you get to? How do you go to six? Maybe because it's his Olympic jersey. You think? 
Yeah, I think that's what it is. I mean, that was his Olympic number, so I figured, you know, why not? I mean, he figures why not have that number. People already know. Some people already have that jersey already. That jersey might be a little souvenir keepsake because it's an Olympic jersey. Uh Uh-huh. So I don't know. But I don't know how he came up with a number six other than 23. So, you know, again, I don't know. I don't know know the guy, guy, so I don't know what his mindset is. But, again, you go 23 to, to number six, you know, I say why don't you just go back to eight. A nine, pick another number, but don't pick up some of the other numbers that you know that you grew up with. Your parents, your parents grew up with. We grew up with that. We you know symbolize to that. I, I think a know. lot of I think a lot of athletes do that, man. Because um, well, you know, I, in college I wore number eight. Um, but that wasn't because I knew I liked somebody with number eight. But because I played baseball, I wore number ten. But when I came to the when I got to the league, my, one of my favorite defensive backs was Ronnie Lott. So that's how so I got. Forty two. And I, well, they gave me forty two. They said you play like this guy, and I, and I was going to ask for it anyway. But yeah, uh, I, I think a I lot of I don't know if they told the truth on that one. Yeah, right. Google me. Uh, starts with a B. <laughs> Just Google me. Google me. Just Google me. Google me. <laughs> yeah, Google me, boy, and get on my bandwagon while you get a chance. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think a lot of uh, young guys. Yeah, Young professionals, man, they, they do that. Young, yeah, a lot of young amateurs, I should say. And well, they, you, you know, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, well, I, you, know you tell me. Go ahead, and then you gonna talk right on me, boy. I need a mute button over here. <laughs> no, all, I, no, seriously. All I was just saying was, uh, a, a lot of guys do that, man. They just uh, out of respect for their uh, their favorite player or somebody they watched growing up in the sport. I mean, it could have been, you know, you play you play football. It could have been somebody you watch playing basketball. Well, I, I was about to say that back in, in 83 when I was playing my first, my 84, my first year of high school football. Uh-huh. Um, I played, um, I wore 33. Tony Dorsett? Or somebody no, else? No, because I like Larry Bird. Okay. Larry Bird was killing him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You would. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I know. I'm just saying, like, you know, Larry Bird was one of those game changers. Nah, man, I'm a fan of Larry Bird. You ain't, I'm just messing and with so you. And so he wore 33, and I was playing at a school in Louisiana called Peabody Magna High School, and so I wore 33. You know what? He's a Larry Bird. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just did. And I, and then when we we were talking, when you just made that 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 correlation, I was like, yeah, that's real. I'm not laughing that you wore Larry Bird number because you like Larry Bird. I'm laughing that I can picture you going to a school called Peabody. I can Peabody <laughs> Magnet High School with a war horse, baby. Watch your mouth. Look it up, state. I, okay, man. state champions in right. basketball. All right, man. Back to uh, let's get up. Let's move on, man. For real. Yeah, but LeBron, that, I, I, I just think that. Because of that the, the hierarchy, huh? Go ahead, go ahead. Because of the hierarchy within these leagues, they want to be able to say, "I, I get, I bless you in this number. Or I bless you in this situation." If a guy wants to change his number, he's able to change his number. You don't need to say yes or no or whatever. It's his prerogative what number he wants to wear in the middle of the season. Now he can't change like you know Mike came when Mike came back from retirement in the middle of the season. He wore forty-five, and then the playoffs he changed to twenty-three. Can um can um. Aaron Brooks, the, the point guard for the Houston Rockets, changes number to number six because he like he likes uh, LeBron James. If he wants to, he should be able to do it. Okay, I just want just want I just want to get that out there. If he yeah, wants I mean, to, I, I just don't think that 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 David Stern and the hierarchy within the league should be able to sit there and tell LeBron James, "Oh, I have to approve this request." Whatever, get over yourself. Right, and it, yeah, yeah, it, that shouldn't that shouldn't take no more than. Uh, Five minutes to uh, sign that over and say, yeah, you can work. you number six now. But at, at some point, if Jordan – well, all you got to say is uh, – and, and respect to Michael Jordan, and everybody in the basketball world know who Michael Jordan was and is to the basketball arena. Um, 
it's easier to get done that way. But shit, just right. saying, I want to change to number six because I don't want to wear number. I don't want to wear number twenty three again. They gonna it's gonna be some talk. Or it might take a TV timeout uh, to talk about it. But it's that's opposed to five minutes and fifteen minutes. So as soon as he changes the number, uh-huh. the next game will be one of the highest rated games on television. Just everybody want to see LeBron James at number six. Really, I probably won't watch that then. And then the next three game, next three days, next three days, seven days, is gonna be one of the highest selling jerseys because everybody gonna want the jersey. Uh, okay. So it's a money maker for the, not for the NBA. They need to just make it happen. And I understand that, man. What uh, um, Iverson, man? Let's move on to a little, little bit because I want to talk about. Uh, did you hear about Thomas Jones, man? Thomas Jones. He was released on Friday. I heard. Yeah, he he was. Um, how long he's there? Three years. He was there three or four years. He led the team in rushing all four years. And I'm I'm going to say I haven't seen any drop down from Thomas Jones' performance while he was with the New York Jets. If anything. They bought a guy who can run uh, just as hard and run just as fast. But where, where did Thomas Jones drop down in his performance? He didn't really drop down. They brought in, you know, his salary is his, what's, his, what's affecting him. You, wait a That's, minute. I, 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 I want to stop you right there. When he was um, playing for nothing, you wanted to keep him. But now he got a salary. Okay, Jones, uh, he was due $3 million on a roster bonus. So they're going to cut him before he can make his roster bonus. Um, that's 2.8 base salary. With a 2-point base salary this year. So he'd have made $5.8 million this year uh, if he'd have stayed with the Jets. They, yes. they, but they, they, they wanted, the Jets wanted Thomas Jones, but they wanted to restructure that deal. And I don't, I don't think Thomas should have restructured. Even though he wanted to be there, why he has to restructure his deal? You got the money. It, don't let me get into the NFL as far as money is concerned because they still owe a lot of um, alumni guys billions of dollars. Not, not billions of dollars to no, one guy, but they they owe money, man. They owe money. But okay, Tom, let me let me stay on let me stay on Thomas Jones. Yeah, please. Yeah, shut up. Him and Jeff, they failed to reach the, um, a compromise and restructuring the deal. So uh, I don't think he should have to. If he was balling out of control, you would leave that deal right where it is. And I don't see him. Uh, any of his skills or his uh, game time depletions, I didn't see any of that. He was still, Thomas Jones, still helping the uh, team win. It just To me, it just doesn't make sense. It, what, what it all comes down to is hey, they're taking the, the, the financial part of it and they're ruining the aspect and the outlook of their teams. Yeah. I, I mean, but also, I mean, I understand Thomas Jones not want to restructure his deal because, number one, again, they're not taking him – and his needs and his family in consideration, they're taking their, them in consideration. That's what it is. It's big business. And it's not fair oh. to the player. And I see why he won't restructure his deal because it's not his job to restructure his deal. It's not. He's not Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner last year mm-hmm. so he could keep Anquan and keep doing what they need to do to take care of stuff last year. You know? It's business. And then now Kurt's gone. Right. You know, now the team is Matt Leinert, and then they have all this excess money. Well, what are they going to do? It, so it goes back to this guy. No, but, Thomas Jones. He needs. To, he didn't want to restructure the deal because he had the right not to. Because if he went out there and got hurt, last play of the game like Drew Brees, uh-huh. he got released like Drew Brees. Drew Brees had no business being released in San Diego. But I hear exactly what you're saying. Now Thomas Jones made nine hundred thousand. That's not. That's not chump change. But he his base salary last year was nine hundred thousand. Uh, and he did play. Where he was played, he at? On, where was he at on the? But he on played the, well. On the back pay scale. You you got your uh, laptop in front of you. Uh, I, don't, I don't. You know what? I I tell you this. Over the uh, 
his first two years of that contract, he made thirteen million, thirteen point one million dollars. But last year, his base salary was a uh, nine hundred thousand. And I don't know what his uh, did he get anything up front? Because a lot of contracts, are, you know, you get a roster bonus, you may get a signing yeah, bonus. Yeah, a roster bonus. Well, a roster bonus like comes in March, and then they. That's why Ladanian was let go because Ladanian was going to make uh, probably three million dollars as a roster bonus if he makes it past the fifteenth of March or something like that. That's so my question turn. is this. Question, oh. Hold that question. Hold that question. Okay. We're going to come back. After this break, finish up on some Thomas Jones and Daniel. We're going to get into some free agents. I want to know what the Cardinals doing. Think about that, Coach B. We'll be back I in two it. minutes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds back. Bart. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. It's all Arizona, all over the world. If you're a local Arizona high school sports fan or if you're a transplanted fan somewhere else in the world, have we got a show for you. The first Internet sports radio talk show focusing solely on high school sports is The Coach's Corner with Scott Lovely. Tune in to talk about your favorite teams, players, or coaches. It's 100% Arizona high school sports coverage and a little bit more. Tune in Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Quarman Last for Sports. Sometimes Rich Show. We were talking about Thomas Jones, uh, Coach B. You wanted to say something because we, we we was you were trying to argue with me off the air, but go ahead. I'm gonna let you um, talk about that because it, you do make up a good point. Um, Thomas Jones is 31 years old, I, and I get to it after you finish. You go ahead. Well, my thing is is I understand you want to get the um, the Mercedes for Hugo Price. I can understand that, but from the time this kid left 
Arizona, the old Arizona. Let me reiterate that, the old Arizona organization. Just say the year. You ain't got to go through all that. Oh, the organization. Um, that he's been consistent from the the the, uh, the Chicago Bears getting into the Super, help getting into the Super Bowl. Because we know Rex Grossman didn't do it. It was Thomas Jones. Right. And then going to oh, that defense. the Jets. And then going to the Jets and making the playoffs. You know, he's, he's been consistent in everything he's done. Right. So, you know, pay him for his consistency because you know what you're going to get out of him week in and week out. No, he's played injured. He's played, he, you know, he's not one of them. He reminds me a lot of Curtis Martin. I like Curtis Martin. Go ahead. And because he just gets in there, he gets it going. He'll smile at you. And Thomas Jones ain't like his brother Julius. Which means, that means what? Thomas gets in there and gets it done. Julius has to showboat a little bit. Thomas don't showboat. Oh, okay. Thomas is straight between the tackles, downhill, making it happen. Right. So, you know, the Jets just lost out on somebody. I guarantee he'll go somewhere next year, wherever he goes, and be very productive. Well, I, I don't know where we're going, but I, I, let me uh, go back to taste. Patriots. You was a uh, um, – get to that. Thomas Jones, when he was in Arizona, he was, uh, he was a kid, man. He was young. He, uh, every guy who comes into the league I, – I wouldn't say every guy. Majority of guys who come into the league with that um, – uh, you know, coming into the first round, think they should play right away. Right away, because you are first round draft pick doesn't mean you're right away. I talked earlier in our opening about the combines. Uh, they get it wrong in the combines. You still have to mature. You got to find out, find your way. You might be this great athlete or this great player in college, but you got to learn how to play professional football now. You're not dealing with some guys in college. There's about six guys who's just as good as you, just as good as you are, in the in the National Football League. You got 10 other guys on your team who can do what you do, and they there for a reason, who can play. You got linebackers run just as fast as you ran coming out of college. Um, you got guys who are going to hit you from that linebacker spot. You got safeties and corners that are going to hit you, and you're going to feel it. So Thomas Jones was a kid. He wanted to hurry up and get out to play, but he had to, He had um, Adrian Morrell. He had Michael Pittman. He had, we had a lot of running backs back there that he had to compete with. So it wasn't that he did anything special. I, I did know, I do want to say this. He he's very shifty. He has good. He has great vision. Thomas Jones will make you miss. Uh, but we had guys like Michael Pittman who hit the hole and just go. Thomas Jones, as a young guy, again I say he had to learn how to play football. When he got the football, uh, one of his first two campaigns in the league, uh, he would dance first, and the, he got to understand they are just as fast as you are in that in that linebacker core. They coming up field. You can't dance back there. The offensive line can only hold those big D lines. That's why they pay D lines hundreds of millions of dollars. They can only hold them for about two or three seconds. I want a running back who can hit the hole and get past that while they're being occupied as opposed to a guy who gets the football and dance. Now, Thomas Jones, 31 years old, uh, had, had one of his best uh, careers last year, rushing for 1,400 yards. He had 14 touchdowns. I don't see. Uh, I don't think it's fair that the. Uh, and I got to understand. I do understand his business. I've understood that for a long time. I don't think it's fair. You ask this guy to restructure his contract. At the same time, I think a guy once he signs his contract, go ahead and play it out. In this case, like Thomas Jones, it's a win for him. It's a win-win for him. Now, if he wasn't having a great season, then they can cut him. At the same time, if he was having a getting that not enough money, whichever that is, whatever number you want to put on that. Then if you sign the contract, then you have to play it off. And then I go back, and if you had a great season, you got to play it out. And I go, that takes me to Anquan Bolden. Anquan had, he's had great numbers. He's 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 been an intricate part of what that offense does, and why other people around him are able to get off on the football field. But he's only going to make this year. I think it's two point seven, or did he make two point seven last year? And this year maybe three point one. But he wants what uh, 
what the uh, Larry Fitzgerald's making over there. I think Larry got a four-year deal for forty-something million dollars. He wanted to be comparable to that, but he did sign a contract three years prior to that that made him big numbers, and Larry wasn't up. So I don't know. And you talked earlier about um, Kurt Warner uh, holding out some deals so Anquan gets some money to help to resign Anquan. I don't know as far as the uh, as what well, I do know, but the contracts are what they are. I don't see them. Um, I don't see them restructuring the deal because he feel like he should play for that. He has done nothing wrong as far as his number, his stats, and helping his team helping his team win. If you want to look at the New York Jets and find where the problem was, look at Mark Sanchez. I think um, Brian Schottenham, the offensive coordinator, there could have did a better job. Don't put the game in a rookie's hand. Don't put the game in the quarterback's hand. Hand the ball off to what's working well for you. They had a defense. They had a. They got a great defensive coach. Um, a uh, close to great, I would say. He haven't won anything yet, but they have a pretty good defensive court who gets his team to play. They have a good defense over there where the offense allowed to make mistakes and it doesn't hurt their team. And that's how it was in Chicago when they went to the Super Bowl. You say it wasn't Rex Grossman. Obviously, the world knows that Thomas Jones and they had a two-headed running back. They spared a two-headed running game over there, and you have to have some type of uh, receiver. But their defense allowed them to make mistakes and play fast. Their defense allowed right. them to make a mistake. When they got on defense, they didn't care if it was on a one-yard line. They was only going to give up three at the most. So um, in Thomas Jones' situation, his case, I, I, don't, I, didn't th- I don't think he's 31 years old, has nothing to do with anything because he still performed well. Last year he set uh, his, high, his career high in rushing was 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, man. He helped these guys reach the AFC Championship game. Um, they played uh, Indianapolis and lost. Actually, um, no, they played Indianapolis and lost. Yep. But I, I don't Again. see – I just don't think it's – I think what it is is, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, if he's sitting there, he's putting up what he's doing. And he's doing it, and he's been doing it for the last three years for you. You know, you need to make sure that you take care of him. Well, and you know you're, what you're getting. Don't structure – don't mess up a good thing that got you in the playoffs. You don't have Thomas Jones. You know, Leon Washington doesn't stay healthy every year. Right. You know, you really don't know – Sean Green got majority carries this year. Sean Green. You know, because Thomas, because Thomas was hurt a lot, okay? But when Thomas was in there, he played his butt off. I think you should have two good – I think you should have you. two running backs. I don't – two – you have uh, you have Sean Green and, and, and uh, Thomas Jones. I mean, you you don't lose a step with that. Sean Green's a lot more explosive, but Thomas Jones not a drop-down. He still gives you – he still has that great vision where he can elude tackles, elude linebackers that run just as fast as he does. He still can get in the game and still be. You don't have to change up the offense for him. I think you do have to change the offense at this point in the game for Sean Green. He doesn't. He doesn't know majority of offense, and at the same time, you got a rookie quarterback in there who hasn't grasped the offense. And then it's up to the offensive coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, to 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 create plays. Uh, don't, don't don't keep this guy at the college level. If you if we talking about Mark Sanchez, you're talking about a guy who only played one year of football on the college level. He hasn't seen everything thrown to him in the college level. He went to USC, so they were a lot more advanced than teams they played in on the collegiate level. Uh, but you can't you can't handicap him with the uh, uh, presets where he, the coach is making the checks from the sideline. You got to allow Mark Sanchez to make those checks in the game where where he's able to do that early in the, early in the season where it's not going to cost him right away because you do have a pretty good defense. So once he's able to make those checks, he's able to run that team. Uh, coaches don't always have to run a team from the sideline. I'm talking about the offensive coordinator coaches. That's real. And, and, and my name of Mark Sanchez is Mark Sanchez. Um, beginning part of the year, he he 
made, had made mistakes. He came through, had more mistakes in the middle part of the year than he did in the beginning of the year, but at the beginning of the year they made a few mistakes. But he got better in the, in the, in the, in the latter part of the season. Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Managing the game. Right. And then you had a healthy Thomas Jones. You had a healthy Sean Green. You had Leon Washington got hurt week three or week four of the season. He was out. So now what happens the next year if Leon Washington gets hurt? With Sean Green. Veteran running, we got Sean Green, but you have a veteran running back that can come in there and, number one, catch the ball out the backfield like, like Thomas Jones can. I agree. I, I, you know what? Okay. Gonna give you, I, I just think it was a bad mistake on the Jets to let Thomas Jones go um, or bad mistake of not at least trying to trade him and get something out of it. No, I hear you. I, I, if anything, you do need a. Um, you're making a good point with a veteran running back because a lot of, with especially behind a, a rookie quarterback, um, this guy managed the game. Quarterback has to be your greatest uh, management uh, during the course of a game. And, and Peyton, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning comes to mind when I think about that. We have a lot of great quarterbacks in the league. We have a lot of good quarterbacks in the league, but Peyton Manning comes to mind as far as managing a game, knowing what I can do in the third quarter and what I can't do in the uh, first or the fourth quarter. Uh, but I think when you got a good running back, a pretty good running back, veteran running back, you can do that. Some quarterbacks at a young age don't see the play clock. They don't know when they're about to lose five yards when they um, – and field goal range. So the running back does see that. He's watching the defense. He's watching. I think LaDainian one, was one of those guys. I watched Adrian James do it here in the Cardinals when he had Matt Liner playing in front of him. I watched Adrian James from the running back position uh, called timeouts uh, because Matt so intense with the defense moving around uh, that he didn't see the play clock, and it takes him out of field goal range. So you can't lose plays because you don't know the game. I'm, I'm more right. amazed. I'm more amazed not what guys do on the field. Um, but it's, I'm more amazed at what they don't do on the field, especially um, the amount of years they play. And and I and, and I'm like that with Tim Tebow. I, I want to get your opinion on Tim Tebow. We got three minutes before we go into a break, maybe two. Um, but you want to speak on that, unless you got something else on Thomas Jones? I got someone well the top, on the Thomas Jones scenario, and it, it reminds me of the Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers debacle a couple of years ago. And some people say it's a debacle. I don't think it's a debacle. Looking back on it now, I think it was probably a, be, a better move for Green Bay. They wanted, to re- they wanted to rebuild. They're thirteen three. Just lost an NFC Championship game um, because of a, a, a Brett Favre pass. You know, at that point in time, I thought it was time. They, they thought it was time to just to cut ties. Aaron Rodgers came in, had two good seasons, three thirty some hundred yards plus, double digit touchdowns. You know, low digit interceptions. Very good. He's progressing himself. I just don't think that that's a quarterback. A quarterback can do that. All right. You can't do it with a running back. Right. And you know this where this year Beanie Wells came in did a great job. So they, Edwin James was dispensable. But again, I think the running Tim, back coming in and doing what they did is slim and none. Well, it was Tim Hightower, but and, and they knew they was going to draft it or draft another running back. So they went and I, I didn't. I think it. I think it came down to money as far as uh, uh, Edwin James. Uh, but he did find a spot in uh, Seattle maybe for a little while. Then he was out of there. Yeah. Um, I want to get back on the other side. We're about to go to break. I'll talk a little bit of. Uh, I'll talk. A, shh, stop hating, man. You got to get that. You, ain't need, you need a blood transfusion. Get that hate out your blood. Hey, this is Quentin yeah. Lots of Sports. Sometime Rich Show. We'll come back. I want to talk a little Tim Tebow. Maybe. Or might Check have a call in. Check us out on the fan page. That's on Facebook. We'll be back in two minutes. Don't join it to be nosy. Join the uh, correspond. Yeah. It's a beauty. It's a 
out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference Most Valuable Player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, Grand Am, or even Lambo racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, the host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster around the world to work each week to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing, while also never forgetting the local weekend warriors. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry, your front row seat to the world of racing. Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Power Up Channel. Be there or get a DNF. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports arms welcome back to the Kwame Lassiter sports and sometimes with <laughs> 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 Uh, boy, you all right over there? I know when I get my voice on, you uh, you start. I'm straight hate. You start. You, like, you know what? You know what? It's you like know. an extra pill, man. You start filling all on yourself, man. I, I, your boy, you know what your boy? Uh, what's your boy say? Uh, who's my boy and what he say? What's your boy? The comedian. What's his name? Uh, Cat Williams say the more haters you got, the more the better you're doing. I know you hate me on the highest level, so I feel good when I I get to talk around you. I'm not really hating. You just you don't have a sexy voice. Is what you're saying? Okay, you're look. Right. Hey, how about this? NCAA basketball post: Syracuse number one, Kansas number two, Kentucky, Duke, Kansas State, Ohio. What do you think about these teams? And give me a don't give me a dissertation. Give me about thirty seconds on these number one teams, these top ranked teams losing uh, this year, this late in the season. It's just all about any any and football. Any given game, you can lose if you're not playing a hundred percent. Georgetown got. Bank last night by West Virginia and Georgetown. I ain't say uh, I should have said cliche, but I, I did say dissertation because you gave me a cliche on any given game. Oh uh, yeah, you know that. But but these teams are number one for the most of the year, and then they lose. And uh, I, I I think it's you know what I like to go into a playoff game with some some esteem. 
um, some confidence. But I don't think those teams that lost, like Kansas, Kentucky, um, who uh, Tennessee beat, Tennessee beat, oh, Tennessee beat Kentucky, but uh, Georgetown lost. I don't think these guys lose any um, anything, any doubt or, or question themselves in that because now you're going into the playoffs. But you do have some good teams in that top ten, man. You do have some teams that's going to – they're still going to get a number one seed. I think number one seed. Top four teams: Syracuse, Kansas, Kentucky, and Duke. People right. say it might be it might be another top four in the finals this year. You know what? That's good. Um, the top the the Kansas State, Ohio State, Purdue, New Mexico, and Villanova can be either be in a top four with a number one seed. It's 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 down to some pretty good teams. Yeah, yeah you know, it's just going to be. I guess this year the the tournament, the Sweet Sixty Six, or the Sweet the tournament is going to be. Um, going to be something nice to watch. I mean, and, and it's always good to watch. So everybody gets excited this time of year. You know, Vegas goes, people go to Vegas and get, get crazy for that right. first, first round of the game. They I'm go to whatever city is going in, they go crazy. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, but what it does, it just lets you know that just because you're at Syracuse, you're Kansas, you're Kentucky, you're Duke, you're Ohio State, uh-huh. you're Purdue, you know, down the line, you can get beat, buddy. That's true. If you don't, play, if you don't bring your A game, you can get beat. Kansas yeah, that's true. Because Kansas, man, sometimes if if Collins not hitting all the points, they 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 it's a close game. But when everybody's involved with it, man, we they got a young. T- I'm I'm impressed with Kansas team for a lot of reasons. But they got a they got a young team that still, man, they're gonna be all right next year too. If these guys yeah, don't leave Duke? early, Duke came up. Duke is coming in the top five from nowhere. Yeah, but Duke is Duke. Uh, it's like a. It's like Kansas. But, look, I'm going to be uh, – you need to get your ticket to come to uh, Vegas, man. I'm going to be out there for March Madness, man. So you might want to do that. But also, you know what, um, so I don't let you speak on that, you want to get back into some football. I know you want to talk about that combine stuff, but you know we only got, like, 30 seconds left. Yeah, no, yeah, we got supposed to have nine minutes, but we got 30 seconds. Ain't that something? That's something. We were just talking about that time span, wasn't we? Look, yeah, we were. But, look, dig this. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Go ahead. I mean – I, I want to know you. I want to. I want to know what you think on Tim Tebow because everybody's praising this guy like he's, and rightfully so on a collegiate level, but he didn't throw at the combine. He had some good numbers, so he should have a good number. These guys mutate, and I say mutate every year to being something great. Uh, these you you don't have the same. Tim Tebow is not a. He's he's not a he's not a well Ryan Leaf. This guy can jump, run, and do all those things. But he can't throw. Ryan Leaf made all the throws. Ryan Leaf was just crazy. Tim he Tebow won a national championship as a freshman. He yeah he ran yeah but he had hold on who Tim Tebow he won as a as helping he was a backup in national championship. He wasn't a, a guy. He wasn't the guy. He was a backup. He he, he contributed okay. every game. Okay okay now he contributed. How do you see him contributing in the National Football League? And where you where do you have this guy going in draft? Because I don't I I mean man I see just give me your opinion on that because I see a lot of stuff. That uh, I don't know what these prognosticators are talking about. I see a lot of places where he could land. Simple fact because he could sit behind somebody and back him up for a couple of years until he gets his mechanics to where to the NFL level. Because when you change your, your mechanics of throwing, it's not a very good thing. It's going to take you a while. You got to build um, muscle recognition back up so it knows exactly you know memory, so it knows exactly what's going on. Um, it the quarterback's mechanics are taught. At the high school level, at the at the pop Warner level, right. So Tim Tebow, you know, and the stuff he was taught was taught. Then now he has to work his way all the way back up to where a lot of the guys are you know, the Aaron Rodgers, the Joe Flacco's, um, the you know, I would say Matt Liner, but no. I got a uh, you know. guy. I got a guy I've been watching, man. Uh, um, Jamerson, a guy named James. He plays both ways, receiver, defensive back. You know what? We talked to Marcus Bell. I'm gonna talk to him about going down to Memphis. Just you know, I, I as a coach, 
I want to put the bug in his ear. We got four minutes till close, so that means two and a half minutes. Look, but uh, James, I watched this guy and I saw his highlight. You know, I'm not a fan of highlight because you can make that look like anything you want to do. But he right. does have some talent. Now, on Tebow's situation, I see Tebow going to a, uh, I see him going to a team that they don't need him for another three years, and that's an investment. But I don't see him going anywhere until the third round. But you know, some guys who just Tebow fans, and they're they not going to find anything wrong with this guy, will take him early uh, in the second round. And I, I cannot understand that for the life of me. Now, he was a great college uh, player, but he didn't have to do nothing but get in the shotgun and run. He didn't pass the ball as much. He had Look at the guys he threw the ball to, and look where they are. Just because you can get the ball to a playmaker don't make you a first-rounder. That playmaker was coming underneath screens, uh, wide receiver screens, uh, giving the ball to running backs he had. To Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin. That's one of the guys I'm thinking of because he's from Virginia. But uh, he made plays. Percy Harvin made plays for this guy. And Tebow made plays. I think he had six SEC records, 60 rushing touchdowns. And you know why he has those rushing touchdowns? He's a big quarterback, but he gets five yards. Uh, he's on a five-yard line. All he does is drop back and take off running. That's it. I mean, of course he got that. Look how he got him. How he got him is one thing, but he does have him. But I don't see this guy. He has to go to a team where he can sit for two or three for two or three years. Uh, you can create a wildcat for him. He can get outside of some linebackers, but he's not. He's not. I'm not going to even mention him the same breath as Michael Vick, although I just did. But look, he's not a. He's not a. He's not a high draft pick. I'm not saying, but I'm not no. saying and I, the things T, Tim Tebow has. You don't have to. He already have things that you don't have to teach. Now, what he have to teach is what he should have learned, like you said in high school. Uh, Myers should have taught him this in uh, Florida, but all they want to do is win championship, which is not a bad deal. But get this guy ready for the professional level. Right, that's the whole point of it. Again, it's, it's all said and done. It's the fact of you know he may end up going to a team like uh, Carolina because they got Matt. They gonna start Matt Moore over Jake Delhomme. We all know that because Jake Delhomme is just. He's just fragile. I don't know if Jake DeLome's going to be there. Right, but I'm just, I'm just making comments. Uh-huh. He can go into a space like that, place like that, where he might not play next year. He may play the year after and still work as a mechanics. He may go to like a St. Louis and back up uh, or be third, second or third guy behind um, injured prone Mark Boulder. Or go somewhere else and be and behind someone who um, is on their way out, and we all know it. All know that. You know what I mean? Right. So it's a situation where we really don't know where he's going to go. And again, these NFL teams—they make draft picks that you know still make you go hmm every now and then. Well, I—I'll I, tell you what I like. I like uh, Joe Hayden out of Florida, who had a terrible forty-yard dash time. He ran like a four-five and four-six. He's one of the best corners. I don't think you put all that. I don't think it was a pressure situation. The track at Indianapolis is slow anyway. But then this guy—I bet you—I guarantee you—he runs somewhere in the four-fours uh, on his pro day at, at school. But then you got the guy from um, Boise State. I think he's the best uh, man-to-man coverage guy. But he went to Boise State, so they're not going to put a lot of weight onto him, a lot of pressure into drafting this guy, which would be a crime. Eric Berry, Eric Berry from Tennessee, man, he's the best defensive back in the draft, in my opinion. And you got that guy. Don't forget, um, what's your boy name from um, from uh, USC? He ran like a four-two. The defensive back. Oh, DB from USC. Yeah, the safety. He's a. I'll tell you right now. Although we got the music playing, okay. Yeah, I see that. I was about to make a comment now. Uh, t- tell him, tell him, Maze. Six three two thirty runs a four, run a four two. All I right, man. We gonna be out of here, man. Kwame Lash of the Sports Sometime Rich Show. Rich, you got a thing for me out? Yeah, the forty ain't gonna make a tackle. <laughs> He's physical, man. 
I'm out. I'm out. We'll be back next week live. Holla. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.